You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestaryouare.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to radio's finest program of positive book talk and empowerment talk, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are your personal growth success coaches here on the Airwaves with you. We bring you authors, experts, and the news of the day on how you can excel and be successful in life. We are a show about following your heart. We want everyone to live their dreams and have champagne for the spirit. The show is brought to you by Be The Star You Are, a nonprofit corporation as part of their literacy outreach programs, and it's produced by Star Style Productions. In our Tea for Two segment today, Heather and I are going to be talking about women and depression. It's probably not the first thing that comes to mind when you're thinking about health of women, but it's very important, and we're going to address it. In segment two, I want to switch it over and get a little bit of laughter into our lives. It's not only good for the soul, but it's healthy for our body. And in segment three, Susan Bowman will be joining us and showing us how we can all write the stories of our lives, write our own memoir, whether it's to be published or not. The Miracle Moment for you is brought to you by Celebrations with Cynthia, creating homegrown, glorious, organic bouquets and corsages for all occasions. If you're having a party and you want some pretty flowers, call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-7827 and see what we can do to brighten it up. Mm-hmm. This is actually a quote that I have written. It's, changing what you have comes from changing who you are. And changing who you are comes from changing what you think. So think big, be bold. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, when we're talking about depression, it is this aloneness within us that manifests. And depression is actually the most common of all mental illnesses. It's estimated that it affects 7% of the American population and that 1 in 10 Americans have prescriptions for antidepressants which are now the most widely used of all medications. But, you know, we're all questioning the efficacy of these. And then uh, depression is the leading, re- women, excuse me, the leading reason that women mm-hmm. seek out medical help. So we want to find out if there are higher rates of depression in women, what it is linked to. Is it biological? Is it social? Is it women now more in the workforce and having to juggle so many things, and most of all, we want to give you some tips on how you can overcome your depression or get the help that you need. So, Heather, I know that you, as always, have done lots of research on this, being the woman's advocate that you are. This is something that is very important to you. Uh, so let's talk about the depression debate. Um, yeah. Well, 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 well,
Um, women, well, kind of understanding the whole gender gap uh, between depression with men and women. About twice as many women as men experience, experience depression in their life. And this has to do with the hormones, work overload, um, past history, sexual abuse, are among just the many factors that can cause to depression. You know, it's the whole thing of coping with um, family, career, menstruation, Pregnancy, menopause, and as you just heard me there, I'm naming three main things that are very, very much hormone-related. Pregnancy, menstruation, menopause. And that's a very biological thing. And, and we all know, you know, women, the, the, the cop-out that men like to use on women and women when they're having a hard day is regarding PMS, premenstrual syndrome. And it's a very real thing that now it kind of more gets, you know, more lessened into talking about being in a cranky mood. But there's actual, um, you know, there's actual things that can be even worse. There's PMDD, uh, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, where it's it's so extreme. It's uh, you know, it really these people have to be on severe medication. It's so disruptive um, to their lifestyle. So when trying to understand this is the hormones levels. When they were doing studies of this, trying to find out why does it seem to be more cases of women um, than men. And you have to always remember that some information is biased because um, this is just what is reported. You always think about how much um, information is reported, but at the same time, the people that are out there that are struggling, that for whatever reason don't want to come forward, admitting that they're going through depression or just don't know where to turn for help. So what they did is when they were studying is that um, the first sign with depression begins with puberty. And before, um, and at the same, they realized that boys and girls were having the same depressional rates pre-puberty. And as we know, that old saying that girls mature faster than boys, um, therefore girls were, um, their hormone levels were changing. And we've discussed many times how, you know, going through those teenage years when, you know, you trying to fit in the, you know, the emotional, uh, and social pressures people feel, or just when go, um, women especially, when they begin to go through puberty, you know, there's the weight gain, the breasts grow, or, you know, all these kind of changes unfamiliar. Their body is no longer, you know, an adolescent's body. And this can cause a lot of depressional things. Sometimes, you know, girls are upset that they're the first ones to mature, the last ones to mature. Um, and the hormones, you know, in the brain, that the hormones are connected to serotonin and dopamine levels. Um, that's just why, you know, during certain time, you know, when um, during pregnancy, sometimes someone, some women, you know, they glow, they feel the happiest and the healthiest they have ever been. Um, I can attest so all- to that. <laughs> what? I can attest to that. I was glowing. (laughs) (laughs) And but at the same time, something that a lot sometimes women have very difficult pregnancies, or sometimes they have wonderful pregnancies. They are so happy, um, but they've been going so long without ovulating, without um, a constant fluctuation in the hormones, and that's why a lot of women have um, postpartum depression but after pregnancy and this is becoming a real big topic um recently because it used to be the baby blues you know women um it's now you know properly being diagnosed because there used to be this sense of shame i think a lot of women felt that they just welcomed this child into the world and yet they feel so detached and they feel you know they they don't feel happy and this joy is all these amazing feelings that 
um, they thought they were supposed to occur. And that's, that can even be, you know, even more um, upsetting is that they're, they don't understand why um, they're so sad. And now, you know, we've really diagnosed that it is a real thing, that women experience that there is help out there, that it isn't something, um, you know, that, that they're on their own. Um, sometimes, you know, things that can do it too regarding hormone, but why women face this more is miscarriages, infertility, um, an unwanted pregnancy, lack of social support regarding um, a pregnancy. Those kind of things can very much so go into it. And what I the wanted to ask something yeah. before you go on um, with the fact that, you know, now that the studies have shown that there is this amount of depression in the women, mm-hmm. there are also studies that have shown that placebos, when you know, when women are given medication, that placebos, which could just be sugar pills as opposed to something mm-hmm. else, are about 80% effective, which is exactly how effective antidepressants are in the short term. Did your research turn up any of that information about how even, you know, despite going into counseling or whatever, if you're giving a medication, even just knowing that someone's trying to help you can help you? Very much. I think I didn't um, do any research regarding the placebo study, but that's a big thing. If, um, as I said as before, as we're looking at these cases of how many millions of women have come forward, you know, regard where they're getting these statistics. But what you have to remember at the same time is um, these statistics are biased. They are not fully, there's definitely a margin of error because these are only the people that are will, that are asking for help. These are the only people that are coming forward. Um, we discuss this a lot with, um, you know, with forms of physical, with uh, domestic violence that for all these cases that we are astounded that exist, these are only the women that have come forward, you know, or unfortunately have been, for, you know, that other people came forward on their behalf um, to protect them. So I think the big thing is with, you know, depression is people, you know, there's a sense of embarrassment or a lot of time people, you know, they're hurting on the inside. It's it's hard, especially that's another thing for women. As women, you know, in the family, you we've talked before about the second shift. That in today's society, you know, you're not just a housewife anymore and you are the successful business career and you have the children and the husband and the PTA meeting. You, know, you have a very well-rounded, very busy life. And and for a lot of women, um, or especially a lot of mothers, you know, they're the backbone in the family. They're the ones that the kids turn to that people, you know, so often we run ourselves thin that we're always that shoulder to cry on. We're always the nurse, the doctor, the this. And when it's our turn, you know, when it's someone's own turn to say how I, I'm really going through something, it's hard to ask for help or sometimes there's that sense of rejection where people want to write you off that you're going through pain or um, suddenly, you know, they've, they've put you on a pedestal of thinking you're so great or suddenly admitting that, you know, there's something going on, it's viewed negatively. So a lot of people, um, you know, live in this turmoil and something surprisingly um, they said regarding suicide and that's something too, if you ever... If, um, never discard if anyone ever talks about taking their life regarding suicide. It's, it's anything related to depression, please reach out to someone like that. Um, but what they've discovered is that more women attempt suicide, but more men are successful with it. Mm. Therefore, what that's saying is that, you know, statistically, more men are successful in um, completing their action because women, in a sense, they get that sense of realization or you know, in a sense of superficially doing it. They might go to cut their wrists, but they don't go very deep. Men seem to take 
you know, more dramatic um, occurrences while women will kind of do slow things. So it was incredibly upsetting to see that more women are attempting at this. Um, you know, and it's such a hard thing that, um, you know, trying also to find is, we, you know, the one thing is don't turn away from medicine. Medicine is a fantastic thing. They design these drugs, but at the same time, don't ever pre um, or self-prescribe or something yourself or self-diagnose. A lot of times it could be a completely different underlying factor. Um, and I think medications are so fantastic. I will never look down upon them. But there's also some really great things, too. Before you move to medication or also maybe in um, conjunction with your medication is taking a holistic approach. One thing that I find my greatest de-stressor is, and now I've, I've luckily now I've been uh, advising it to my patients as well, is yoga. And I know I go on about it. But or just exercise in general. That they've shown in studies that that boosts the, um, your door, your dopamine levels and and that happiness. You know, for you, you know, going out in the garden, nature. It's so important um, to get nature your vitamins. Nature really important. In fact, I just wanted to announce. I'm going to probably do a show about it next week. That my goose just hatched four babies, not uh, just today, and I got to watch them hatch and. I can't even tell you how excited I got. So if I was feeling any sadness, I certainly wasn't after watching that. So is really, really good for, you know, for anything like that. Absolutely. And a big, you know, a big thing if you've ever heard of people having, you know, different deficiencies um, regarding vitamin, you know, and as they said, they make so many different supplements, but so much stuff is already out there and you don't even have to eat it. A big thing, vitamin D comes from the sun. Um, we're very big about sun health. If you're going to be out in the sun, make sure you have very protective, you know, sunglasses, hat, sunscreen. We don't want to cause other stresses such as cancer or burns. Um, but that's where you get, um, you know, it's good to get a little bit of sunshine every day because um, it gives you the vitamin D, it boosts those um, endorphins, it makes you happy. That's why, you know, they always say get outside, move around, um, find, you know, talk with a friend, be, stay social. Um, sometimes I view myself very much as a homebody, very much I love, I appreciate my own personal time. Um, but at the same time, you need to have that balance. Otherwise, that causes loneliness. That causes too much time, you know, with yourself can cause kind of crazy thoughts. So make sure you schedule in time. Um, just talk on the phone. Meet a gal or meet one of your friends for coffee or tea. Go for a walk. Do something physical. You know, having pets. They have pets as therapy pets, dogs, cats. Um, hobbies, all these fun things, you know, trying to find these little things in your life that make you feel better. And that's too that I think you're hitting upon on ways to get out of depression, but also it's also a symptom um, to remember to recognize that you may be depressed if, yeah. if you have a loss of pleasure and enjoyment in people or things that you're used to do or you feel that there's a real change in yourself or you're feeling worthless or any of that. So, uh, to be aware of the changes yeah, that you may be going through. Exactly. Different, you know, um, if you're having trouble sleep, and this is, you know, a oh, reoccurring thing. Yes. You know, having trouble sleeping, if you're feeling guilt or worthlessness regarding your thoughts or actions, um, your changes in appetite, whether you're eating more or less, um, you know, just kind of a dismissal of things and never write yourself off about it. Don't just try to, well, you know, I, I must just be having a bad day. See how, write a journal down and definitely there's so many low cost and no cost, um, counseling and therapy. If you feel you can't talk to 
a friend or someone close regarding the way you're feeling. There's so many great um, community services where it's one-on-one, completely confidential, where you can talk with someone because a lot of times it just needs the, there's a sense of comforting talking to a complete stranger that knows nothing about you, has, you know, can't say anything regarding your past. It just feels good to kind of get that. That is so true. I mean, I think that a combination of uh, appropriate drug treatment and counseling may offer the best chance for banishing that shadow of depression, you know, for good. And as you said, don't take it for granted. Get some help. I mean, I think the important message to get out is that there that people do get better from this. It's not doesn't have to be lifelong, and it doesn't have to be life threatening. Mm-hmm. So depression may feel hopeless, but it isn't. So get the help you need. Heather, we're at the end of our segment. Would you give out the website? Most definitely. We want you to check out the website, check out the book, check out Cynthia's new fantastic creations. I've seen them firsthand. If you have some fantastic event coming up, you want these flowers. Go to dot com, myspace.com forward slash Carmony Clutches, both with a K. All right. Well, When we come back from break, we're going to be laughing out loud to get those endorphins pumping through our brains and our bodies. We're going to beat the depression and the blues, so stay with us. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we'll be back in a bit. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Well, talking about burnout and depression, how do you beat business burnout? Working in any industry is tough. It can be long hours, stress. Run-ins with Murphy's Law can make anyone a candidate for burnout. The bad economy, loss of job, and loss of wages really makes us more stressful. Burnout will result in serious emotional and physical problems, as well as a decline in profits for you or the company you work for. Here are a few tips for beating the burnout blues. Identify the symptoms that are affecting your performance. Do the most important things first. Stop talking and start listening. Exercise. Catch people doing something right. Take a a break or better yet, take a vacation. Help someone else. Vent your frustrations. Reevaluate what's important in life. Do something 360 degrees different from the business you're in just for the fun. Volunteer somewhere. Breathe deeply and laugh more. Remember, you are the star of your performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For professional coaching and business help, call 925-377-7827 or visit star-style.com. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. 
everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. BeTheStarYouAre.org Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, my purpose in providing you this program is to communicate to you that you already possess everything you need to be the producer, the writer, the director, and the star of your own life. I have three rules. You must smile, have fun, be willing to be wild and wacky. And, of course, we want you to read some good books. And many of those books you may not have heard of, but they can really change your life. As an author, I have six books out there now, uh, New York Times bestsellers. I'd love you to pick them up. And we actually have a book signing and a book reading and a big event coming up this weekend at Arinda Books in Arinda from 3 to 4 p.m. if you are interested in joining us. More information at BeTheStarYouAre.com. But a few of these books are Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, Learning to Make a Difference, The Business of Show Business, Be the Star You Are for Teens, Miracle Moments, and The Blessings of Love and Relationships. So you might want to go to my website to check out the Star Style store and to pick up some copies or get them for your company. You can go to star-style.com. Now, our motto here at Be The Star You Are Charity is to be a leader. You must be a reader. We want you to read, lead, and succeed. Speaking of Be The Star You Are Charity, we've just had a couple of great um, new pieces of news this week, so I wanted to share it with all of my listening audience. And first of all is eBay has chosen us as one of the selected charity, that now when you purchase anything at eBay... When you get to the checkout, there will be a pull-down menu asking if you would like to donate uh, a dollar or more to a charity of your choice. Pull down, be the star you are. It's tax deductible. And 
You can make it that easy by donating a dollar. I think eBay takes some percentage of it. I'm not exactly sure yet because it's a brand-new program. But in any case, probably at least 80 cents would go to the charity of your choice. So consider Be The Star You Are when you are at eBay. Another thing was the great nonprofits and GuideStar. GuideStar is like a governing body for charities around the country. They have been blogging and touting Be The Star You Are as one of the top charities for empowering women and the Empowering Women campaign for 2010. So we are delighted about that. You can read reviews of what volunteers and donors and people who have been affected by the work that we have done at Be The Star You Are of what they have said. So that would be awesome. Just You can go to greatnonprofits.org and, again, check out Be The Star You Are. And then, again, we do hope that you will want to come to our book event at uh, Arinda Books, 276 Village Square in Arinda on Saturday from 3 to, 4, 5, 3 to 4.45 p.m., Many of the teens and other writers and contributors to the books will be there. We'll have a write-on discussion on how you can publish and write, as well as we're going to have a Carnegie Hall flautist in attendance playing some musical interludes. We are also looking for companies to designate Be The Star You Are as a charity of choice for employees and to donate, um, to donate you know, a portion of of funds too. So if you or your company are looking for a great charity that you can depend on that also brings you this radio show, send an email to info at be the star org. Info at be the star org. Well, a few years ago I had the honor of speaking at the International Humor Project Conference in New York and one of the things that we found from the couple of thousand people that attended around the world was, you know, humor is so good for the soul. We have to learn to laugh out loud. We, in order, if we want to beat the blues and beat depression, we do have to get more of those endorphins pumped up. We got to feel good about ourselves. And laughter is medicine that really helps. So I thought what I would do in this segment today is gather a few of the funny little saying stories, bumper stickers, uh, comments that I have received, you know, over the last couple of years that I thought were worthy to share with you, and I got a chuckle out of them. I'm not a big believer in sending, you know, jokes and stuff over the Internet or email because I know my email box is just filled to the brim every day. It takes me hours to get through it every day, but... Uh, once in a while, a couple of things make it my way, and some of them are really worth it. So I just wanted to share them with you. The first ones we're gonna, I'm going to go through are, these are actually bumper stickers that I have seen on the back of cars. And I thought, okay, these are pretty good ones. Horn broken, watch for finger. Cover me, I'm changing lanes. I break for no apparent reason. We have enough use. How about a fountain of smart? <laughs> he who laughs, laughs, thinks slowest. Change is inevitable, inevitable except from a vending machine. Time is what keeps everything from happening at once. Um, this one I thought was sort of funny. It was out of my mind back in five minutes. 
Forget the Joneses. I keep us up with the Simpsons. Laugh alone, and the world thinks you're an idiot. Uh, this one, I'm not so sure it was so it was so funny, but I still thought it was uh, it was good. I get enough exercise just pushing my luck. If you don't like the news, go out and make some. I like that one because I like to make positive news. So why not? If you uh, let me see, where there's a will, I want to be in it. <laughs> So if you're looking for some dollars, that's a good one. Okay, who stopped payment on my reality check? I don't suffer from insanity. I enjoy every minute of it. Hard work has a future payoff. Laziness pays off now. Tell me to stuff it. I'm a taxidermist. <laughs> I, I thought that one was pretty good. It's lonely at the top, but you eat better. According to my calculations, the problem doesn't exist. Reality, is that where the pizza delivery guy comes from? Warning, dates and calendar are closer than they may appear. Always remember you're unique, just like everyone else. And I guess that one could be mine, because I'm always telling people how they are unique, they're different, be the star you are. But the reality is, is that every single person is unique. So that one actually should be on my bumper sticker, but I do like it. Consciousness, that annoying time between naps. Be nice to your kids. They're going to choose your nursing home. I'm sure you've heard that one before. I've seen that one many times. Ever stop to think and forget to start again? Now, these were actual emails that CEOs have sent to employees. And when you, you know, this makes me just realize how important it is to be a good writer. The first one, what I need is a list of specific unknown problems we will encounter. Think about that one. What I need is a list of specific unknown problems we will encounter. Second, email is not to be used to pass on information or data. It should be used only for company business. (laughs) Makes you wonder, okay, what is the company business? Teamwork is a lot of people doing what I say. I don't think I'd want to work for that boss. Um, The next one. We know that communication is a problem, but the company is not going to discuss it with the employees. Again, I don't think I'd want to work for that company. Now, these are some very poorly written sentences that um, I think will, again, as a writer, it just makes us realize how important the written word is. And We actually got a couple of these uh, when I was writing the book, Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, and we had to laugh out loud. And when I've talked at high schools and read some of these, um, the kids really get get a kick out of them. So I thought that maybe you would like them too. The first one, her her vocabulary was as bad as, like, oh, whatever. From the attic came an unearthly howl. The whole scene had an eerie, surreal quality, like when you're on vacation in another city and Jeopardy comes on at 7 p.m. instead of 7.30. <laughs> I hardly got that one at all. I was like, what are we talking about? All right, the next one. He was as tall as a six-foot, six three-inch tree. Her hair glistened in the rain like nose hair after a sneeze. That, to me, was not a very pretty picture. John and Mary had never met. They were like two hummingbirds 
who had also never met. So who writes these? Why do we write these? Why are <laughs> they make no sense? Her eyes were like two brown circles with big black dots in the center. Now, who, what does that mean? And the immortal, his thoughts tumbled in his head, making and breaking alliances like underpants in a dryer without cling-free. <laughs> okay, I have an image of that in my dryer. Now, this is one that actually my niece um, just sent to me, and um, I'm actually supposed to send it to men in your life and uh, women who can handle it. But a lot of it is absolutely, you know, is true, and a lot of it is so wrong, but I thought it was pretty funny. It's, it's just called Men Are Just Happier People. So why are men happier than women? Number one, your last name stays put. The garage is all yours. Wedding plans take care of themselves. Chocolate's just a snack. You can never be pregnant. Car mechanics will tell you the truth. The world is your urinal. I do like that one. That one's a hard one for women. When you're out camping or whatever, we need some kind of host. You don't have to stop and think of which way to turn a nut or a bolt. Same work, more pay. Hey, we women are working on that. We're now up to 70 cents on the dollar, I believe. Wrinkles add character. People never stare at your chest when you're talking to them. New shoes don't cut, blister, or mangle your feet. I have been at big parties and weddings for the last few weeks, and I'm telling you, dancing my heart out, my feet have been killing me. So I I really like that, that men's shoes simply just don't hurt. One mood all the time. Phone conversations are over in 30 seconds flat. You know stuff about tanks and engines. Well, I also know stuff about tanks and engines, and I know a lot of women who do. A five-day holiday requires only one suitcase. Well, that's for sure, because women have all those shoes. You can open all your own jars. You get extra credit for the slightest act of thoughtfulness. And that's true, but why is that? You can buy a three-pack of underwear for $9.50. Three pairs of shoes are more than enough. You never have a strap problem in public. You're unable to see wrinkles in your clothes. Everything stays on your face in its original color. The same hairstyle can last for years, maybe decades. You only have to shave your neck and your uh, face. You can play with all the toys you want through all your life. One wallet, one pair of shoes, one color for all seasons. You can wear shorts no matter how your legs look. You can do your nails with a pocket knife. You have freedom of choice concerning growing a mustache. You can do all your Christmas shopping for 24 relatives on the 24th of December in 24 minutes. So I guess that makes people happy. (laughs) That makes men happier. I'm not so sure about that all the time, but that is pretty funny. These are signs that you've grown up. Your houseplants are alive, and you can't smoke any of them. You keep more food than beer in the refrigerator. 6 a.m. is when you get up, not when you go to bed. You hear your favorite song in an elevator. You watch the Weather Channel. You go from 130 days of vacation to 14. Jeans and sweater no longer qualify you as dressed up. Older relatives feel comfortable telling jokes around you. You don't know what time Taco Bell closes anymore. Your car insurance goes down and your car payments go up. You feed your dog science diet instead of McDonald's leftovers. Sleeping on the couch hurts your back. You can take naps without guilt. You go to the drugstore for ibuprofen and antiacid. 
instead of condoms and pregnancy tests. You actually eat breakfast food at breakfast time, and you you actually, 90% of the time you spend in front of a computer is for real work. So when we come back from break, we are going to be talking about writing our own memoirs, and we're going to learn about how we can write our stories. So you're going to want to stay with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And I'm just going to leave you with one last little funny thing of a little girl who had just finished her first week of school and came home and said to her mom, Mom, I am just wasting my time. I can't read, I can't write, and they won't let me talk. (laughs) So there you go. I hope that you're laughing a little. Stay with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan. We'll be back in just a bit. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a change maker when you dare to care by supporting Be the Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestarur.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, thank you for staying tuned to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, where the world comes to talk and listen. It is our goal to bring you authors and experts who make a positive difference in your life. To date, Be the Star You Are has donated more than $1.6 million in resources to groups, juvenile halls, 
shelters and other charities in need of hope and inspiration. You too can help Be The Star You Are, help others. Go to bethestarur.org and make a donation today. A middle school dropout, a runaway living in poverty with three babies by the age of 19, Susan Bowman knows firsthand what it's like to be down and out. And like a phoenix rising from the ashes, she believes that we all have the power to pull ourselves out of the depths of despair to become the powerful person we were meant to be. Susan is the author of several books, including Breaking Free, and her newest with co-author Erica Karras, Memoir Star, where she encourages you to write your own life story. Hers is a success, and yours can be too. Welcome, Susan, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you. Welcome. Well, thank you so much, Susan, for joining us, because I really feel when people read your uh, couple of books here, Breaking Free or Memoir Star, that they will really see the inspiration that we can change our lives for the better and how much it helps to start writing down the good, bad, and the ugly, whether it's for publication or not, it's going to be a catharsis and can change our lives for the better. Would you uh, give us a little bit of your background, how you grew up, you know, middle class in a big family, but you ran away with a boy five years older than you who was abusive and it turns out mentally ill, but you turned your life around and writing was part of that healing process. Uh, yeah, it was part of it, but I, I have to also say that um, my deep faith and knowing that I was meant for a better purpose really was the driving force behind me not giving up. Um, it was real easy to just give up and say, I can't handle this. It was very depressing. There were points where I just I didn't know where I was going, where I was, if I was going to eat another meal. It, it was distressful. But I just always felt that there was a purpose for my life, and I hung in there. And, you know, through perseverance, I realized that I, I have to keep going, and I know that something good will come out of this. See, and that is something I think is so important for people to have. You grew up um, in a family that went to the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't Catholicism so much that was the change in your life. It was really a personal experience. Your yeah. personal experience and really feeling that God was with you. Yes, definitely. And I, directing where you were going to go. Yes, I, I really believe that. And I, I still have a very strong faith and feel that I've read so many memoirs that, um, you know, it was so important for us to pull this book together because there's there's so many great memoirs out there, but then I know there's some that are waiting to be written. I've talked to so many people and Erica, too, that have survived incredible odds, and they, they made it, and, but they haven't written it. No one's read about it yet. So that's, those are the people we really want to encourage to write their book. Well, and you give them such very concrete tips um, throughout your book, Memoir Star, Start Telling Your Life Story, because, first of all, you start the book by just an introduction of how different both you and yes. Erica were. <laughs> Erica is from... Germany grew up, uh, was born during World War II, suffered enormous, enormous uh, poverty and tragedy and just even the guilt of feeling how many um, Jews, how many of the six million Jews that the Nazis and the Germans had killed. And that was something that was very difficult to get over. 
and then you grew up here in America, but yet you're both, through writing, able to get out the stories that can help other people by yeah. telling your own story. And I think that's what's very important is I'm sure in your travels and in your speaking, you have heard people say, oh, nobody's interested in my story. But there's, that's so far from the truth because we can all learn from sharing. Yes, and I believe that, it, that every story is important to someone. It will reach somebody. There, you know, we, we all have different experiences, but then some are very similar. And so I, I just feel it's so important to be able to share your story or a story of a parent that you know or a relative or somebody that has gone through a difficulty. I think somebody can be touched by that story and inspired. Well, let's talk about how you have organized the book because it makes it easy for mm-hmm. anyone, even if you're not a writer, to pick up your pen or go to your computer mm-hmm. or just getting your thoughts down because as you had put in the book, so often people have regrets about what they didn't write down. They were sorry that they didn't write down the history of their family before a loved one died or that, you know, uh, you had a, an immigrant from Asia who every day the memories of her home is fading. And so they need to record this. And, again, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be for publication, but even just for your family. So the way that yeah. you've organized it is you started by giving a little bit of background about you and Erica so that the readers would know that you're two different people, but you both had something that you needed to write down. You start with asking people just to get started. Just mm-hmm. take look at the prompts and write down a little bit of background information about you. Write something about the news of the day or a sentence or two about maybe something that's bothered you or something that made you joyful. And not to worry about spelling or punctuation. I think right. that's a big issue for people when they start to write. They're, they're worried that somebody's going to be critical of them. Do you think that is a a hindrance to a lot of people? Well, with computers today, unless you're afraid to use them, it, it, you know, it's, I mean, I still don't spell everything correctly. If it wasn't for spell check, I don't know what I would do. But um, I, I think the fear is more that you're going to write about something painful and that may bring up a memory of someone who hurt you or somebody who's still there and you're not sure how that person's going to take what you're going to say. Um, so we kind of address that in the book, that you can talk about some painful memories. You can change names. You can, you can talk in second person if you need to. But, um, you know, it's just important to start writing down your thoughts and memories and things that you do remember. And then you can figure out what you want to include in your actual book if you are going to publish. You know, then you can decide what part of that you want to, you know, keep in there. I've always thought that just even keeping a journal, if you're afraid of the fact that you think, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm not qualified to write a book, just start journaling. Just free flow yeah. your thoughts out there, and you can use the, the tips and the guidelines that are in your book, Memoir Star. And, for example, one of the prompts that you start right off the bat is just what's your earliest memory of dealing with a parent or a caregiver? So we can write about our parents, or we can write about grandparents, or we can just write about our family and growing up, or writing about the home that we lived in, etc., so that it helps just get us 
flowing, and that's right. something important. You put hints at the end of most of the chapters on how to respond to the prompts, and, and you also encourage people, just don't worry about writing just a few words or just a couple of thoughts. I think right. that's important. Yeah, and, and i got to tell you that after our book came out, it's the first time my mom, who's 82 years old, said, you know what, I'm going to finally write my story. And that was the, the finally the the point that got her to start writing because she has an incredible background. You know, she's been through so much in her life, and um, I've always said to her, "Mom, you just have an amazing life story. You really need to write about it." And after the book came out, and she of course got the first copy signed, um, she said she's finally writing it. But my mom is not a writer; she's not real educated because she had to drop out of school early. So she has a friend who is a college professor who's retired and has volunteered to actually type it up for my mother. So and this there you to go. Me is a wonderful. <laughs> so that is a wonderful a friend example to help Susan. you write it. Yeah. Yes, aren't you excited because you're going to get an insight into your mom and one of the things that came out of your stories throughout this book and also through when breaking free mm-hmm. is you know for you you grew up with seven children it was busy, and you never really, until you were older, had your own three daughters and were struggling as a single parent, really relished your mom. And that was one of your regrets of yeah. how you were mean to her when you were a teenager, yeah. and how you ran away <laughs> and those few years. She didn't even know where you were, yeah. and you had to come back and make amends. And mm-hmm. now you, I mean, obviously before now, but you realize how hard your mom had it. Um, trying yeah. to put food on the table for all of you and have you get you know get you to school and clothes and it was a struggling time. Mm-hmm. And she was dealing with a mentally ill husband that was institutionalized off and on for ten years, so. which you didn't even understand at your no. Age. I mean, because I think kid. that's something we all do as teenagers. The world circles around us. Yeah. Right? I mean, we are the center of the universe when we, we are teenagers. Yeah. Right. And we don't want to share it with anybody. No. So, unfortunately, you know, there were many things that were going on in her life that she had to deal with and also try to keep the kids okay. Yeah. So I'm sure that her story is going to be powerful. Yes, and I'm going to make sure it gets published. <laughs> Have you been uh, working with her, you know, at all or helping her, or are you going to just wait to the final thing and then no, help the I editing mean, I, her? I gave her the book, and I said, Mom, I hope this will inspire you to start writing. And then she called me later. She lives in another state, and she called me like a couple weeks later and said, well, guess what? I started writing my story. I started reading the questions and writing down my answers. And she said, even at night, I I start falling asleep, and all of a sudden I have a memory come to mind, and she gets up and she'll write it down. And so it's really got her going. And once you start writing about memories or start going through old photo albums and things that trigger that, it it just starts flowing, and it makes it a lot easier to just keep writing more. Well, and how important this is for prosperity, uh, for posterity. We don't realize, I think, the importance of, st- of storytelling. It is a lost art in oh, our yeah. very hectic, busy yeah. world today. And yeah. it used to be, I know that I grew up in a big family as well, a big Italian Catholic family. And for us, our Sundays were with all the relatives, and we would mm-hmm. tell stories. And my husband, who didn't have that kind of thing, he always thinks that I was making up stories. And even the books <laughs> I write, he goes, 
you know, do you just take license? And I said, no, you talk to any one of my 34 first cousins, <laughs> and you can almost say story 21, and they'll start wow. telling the story of, you know, hiding behind bushes and, and bombarding my, my grandfather with blackberries, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And we all have stories, but that it's been a lost art that hasn't yes. been passed down. Yes, definitely. And so it's very critical, I think, for our children and our children's mm-hmm. children to know a little bit about us and to know what we were like and what we went through. And especially, yeah. I found both your stories and Erica's stories incredibly uh, heart-wrenching and heartwarming at the same time because you were both able to find your way out of the mm-hmm. darkness. Yeah. You were yeah. always able to find some goodness and some beauty somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's to me, that's something that we all have the ability to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all how you look at your situation that Absolutely. you know makes a difference. Yeah, now, you also have a publishing company mm-hmm. that I wanted to talk about because you light books because you really believe in helping people publish books mm-hmm. and memoirs and especially young people. You want to get this message out to young women too. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've talked to a lot of single parent moms and um, I've gone to adult education centers where you know. Um, it's just been so inspiring to have people come up saying, your story has really inspired me to get my GED, to move on with my education. Um, it's It's been nice to see that it can make a difference for other people, and that was the whole purpose behind it. I want other people to be inspired that, you know, your life is worth something and you can definitely help another person out there. Well, you know, and it was in the earlier segment I was saying some funny sayings, but I saw a bumper sticker that said, you are unique just like everyone else. And it's something I've always said here at Beauty Star You Are, is that every person is unique. We're we're not created equal. We all have special gifts and special talents, and we have the ability and responsibility to use those. Mm -hmm. But the reality is we are unique and different, and we all do have a purpose. And when we find our purpose, we find our passion. And this is what Memoir Star can do for you. We're speaking with author Susan Bowman, uh, who has written, uh, co-authored with Erica Cares, is uh, Start Telling Your Life Story, Memoir Star. Am I selling, saying her last name right? Is it Cares or Cares? Yes, that's it, Cares. Cares, okay. Uh-huh. And they prompt you chapter by chapter on how to get writing a memoir for yourself, to write your stories down. No matter how uh, not important you may think they are, we all have a special gift and a special talent, and somebody wants to read it, and we can help people with that. Mm. So it is something that um, everyone can do. I I don't think I've ever met anybody, and I'm sure this is what you're finding, Susan, who doesn't have a book inside them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's. Yeah. I, I know when I talk to groups and mm-hmm. people will come up and just tell me even a little tidbit, and they'll say mm-hmm. to me, oh, Cynthia, maybe you can use my story yeah. in your next book. I said, what about a book in, for you? Why don't yeah. you just write a book? That's right. I'm going to be recommending Memoir Star to them because well. this is just, it's an, it's an easy way to get going. Uh, some of the prompts, you, what are you most proud of. Write down a moment that you were really happy. Write down something that you were proud of. Write down the most troubling thing that ever happened to you. What is something that you regret? All these are part of the book Memoir Star. What are you, when you uh, think of the book now that it's out, 
Do you have a, a moment that comes to mind that you feel really proud about that you didn't write about in the book, but you're proud now that you you know that you've taken that step? Well, just getting my mom to write her story, I guess. Yeah, I think that's pretty huge. Yeah, I was just so excited when she said that because it's been years and years, and now finally at 82 she's realized that. And, you know, I like what you said, that if you don't even want to write it to publish it, but you do it for your family to be passed down from generation to generation, what a valuable tool, better than a genealogy, because these are the stories of your your ancestors and it's like the movie roots that i just thought was so incredible that that story was passed down generation and generation and it gives us something to hold on to and something to be part of and be proud of absolutely susan and you know the the other thing now with the way that publishing is these days is if you just want to write the story and write the book and you know make 20 copies and actually do it in book form yeah. It is affordable now. You can yeah. actually do this, and what a great gift this would be, mm-hmm. you know, for the holidays, the birthday, and anniversary, anything, to be mm-hmm. able to do it. And, you know, many great books actually started this way. That's the right. The Christmas Box by Richard Paul Evans started as a story that he Xeroxed off and gave his, he had mm-hmm. no money to buy Christmas presents for his family, gave this story, and now, you know, I mean, it sold millions of copies and was auctioned as a book so who knows i mean even when we think we don't have something important this is a great gift to give to our loved ones and to create our own roots who knows you could even make a movie of your own stories what about your siblings are they going to write some of their experiences no not none of them really wanted to do that i don't know yeah there's there's some of them are still, you know, feel that there's painful memories they don't really want to talk about, and I have seen it differently. That by talking about them openly, it's really helped me heal the, from those wounds, but it's also helped me to help others who have gone through the same kind of situation. Oh yeah, I absolutely. Well, let's give out your website. I hear our music coming up, and my engineer okay. is waving that our time is at end. I get so wrapped up in writing your own story. We've been talking to. Susan Bowman, author of Memoir Star. Your website, youthlightbooks.com. Right, youthlightbooks.com. Oh, right. Well, you can go there. Of course, the book will be available on Amazon, and you can order it on stores. But go to youthlightbooks.com, and you can see her other books. Susan, thank you for writing this book. I hope you'll come back on the show for other books in the future, and I just applaud you for taking the time to do this what you call your your um, nonprofit, Be The Star You Are. That's what everybody should be. That's so, exactly great. it. Be The thank Star you. you Are, and you are a star. Thank you thank to you. Susan. Thank all of you for being great listeners. Make okay. sure you're here with us every week at Be The Star You Are, where you can change your life and make your dreams come true. Until we celebrate next week, take a look at the charity, BeTheStarYouAre.org. Go out into the world and make a difference. Be encouraged, inspired, and motivated. I'm Cynthia Bryan thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. Thanks again for listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information about Be the Star You Are nonprofit corporation, please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. That's BeTheStarYouAre.org. 
Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember, to be a leader, you must be a reader. Enjoy a stellar week. You're a seeker, a dreamer, with courage to give every special part of you. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.